let's talk. Let's talk about knife crime and the devastating effect it leaves behind. Let's talk about knife amnesty and crimes among ethnic minorities. Let's talk about black-on-black crimes, gun crimes, drug crimes. Let's talk about the headlines. Let's talk about purifying our young teens' minds. Let's talk about single parents, mothers who can't afford to pay the rent. Absent fathers, where are the elders? Where are the community leaders? Let's talk. Let's talk about knife fights, bragging rights, dead bodies and sleepless nights. Let's talk about what makes us misbehave and why to crime and violence we become a slave. Let's talk about knife crime and its alarming statistic, the epidemic, black teens wrapped in plastic. Let's talk about knife crime in Nottingham, down south, as the government sit idly and does little about. Let's talk about black youths being at a disadvantage as others pray and takes advantage. Let's talk about the route, the cause, no if nor because. Let's talk about institutional racism, the real causes from within. Let's talk about the stop and the search, the black purge. Let's talk about the war over a postcode. Let's talk about who owns these roads. Let's talk about crime and nonsense. Let's talk about the crimes, which makes no sense. Let's talk about Stephen Lawrence. Let's stop and think for a second. Let's all remember Danielle Beckham. Heavy is the head that wears the crowd, and black and proud all year round. I wouldn't have it no other way. Let's not forget Damilola Taylor, not for a second, minute, not for an hour. Hovering above the black community is a dark storm. It's a sad day when knife crime has become the norm. I live in fear for my life, use, causing mischief, end the strife. I'm only 15. I've got so much, so much hopes, so much dreams. Not sure if I'll live to see tomorrow. Constantly watching over my shoulder. Knife crime for far too long has wrecked out the community. We need to come in unity, protecting our family, promoting our culture. Stop living like vultures. It takes a village to raise a child. God bless the meek and the mild. My brother, I'd walk the extra mile. We say no to knife crime. Yes, to living a lifetime. I watch over yours and you protect mine. We'll live that way till the end of time. C'est la nuit, pluie, les lumières du cinéma se répartent, la foule sort, se disperse. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of Poetry to Rears podcast. Hello. Hi. Uh, we're joined today by Maya Lindsay and uh, Zayden Lindsay. Uh, Maya Lindsay is a poet originally from Jamaica, now living in Nottingham. He performs poetry about racism, knife crime and poverty, and more recently the cost of living crisis. Joining him today as well is his son Zayden, who also writes poetry and performs poetry. Zayden's poetry deals with bullying, growing up, compassion, and race. Zayden is 15 and started writing poetry when he was nine, I do believe. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Our second attempt. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for having us, guys. Yeah. So just, uh, just to catch up the audience, I know we've already said this, but just to catch up the audience, we found out about you guys on BBC, of course. Um, how did, so how did they get in touch with you from BBC? Yeah, um, we got con- okay. Um, BBC heard about us through the Nottingham Evening Post. <clears throat> Sorry, through the Nottingham Evening Post, and the the journalist Alex reached out and asked if, if I mind doing a piece because they like the idea of the father and son act. So he says he's never seen another father and son poet. 
So he reached out to us and I said, certainly. So it happened within um, two weeks of being in the Nottingham Evening Post. So it's like a roller coaster. It's like the chain reaction, the domino effect. It was from one um, getting noticed by one media house leading to another, leading to another. And that's how the BBC got picked up on Zayden and I. And you, but you've been doing poetry for, for years and years now. Like, so this event... Many, many years. Uh, many power. years. Um, we've been doing poetry since I lived in Jamaica. Um, but at that age, I came, I came to this country when I was age 22. But um, it wasn't the matcher back in the 90s to be a poet. So it's one of them things that my friends knew I was good with words, but I kept it to the fore. So, you know what I mean? I, I, the only person that really knew about my political side is my, if I'm trying to, you know what I mean, my ex-girlfriends, I'd write them letters and write them you know, poems and, and they, you know what I mean? We never had the internet, so they, they, they wouldn't thought that it got printed from the internet at the time. So they knew it was my own work. So um, I've been doing it for many, many, many years. And then, as I said, I came to this country, did university, um, did everything else, made a quick, um, my wife and I started a family and I did the mortgage, going holidays, just talking to my wife and I'm like, I need to do something for myself now. And I think I'm going to start writing again. So that's how I got back into writing in the UK. And this time I'm thinking, it's not going to be kept to the fore now, am I? adult and you know what i mean i'm gonna write and get um let people around me know that i'm writing so if you, that's how i got back in um the public eye with writing poems and how did you start writing together as father and son it's i can't describe the feeling i can't describe the feeling the going on the motorway walking on stage together doing interviews like these together it's it's a really it's a really really good feeling. It's 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 hard. It's so hard to describe. And then you look around and you don't see many other fathers on political acts. You know what I mean? And I think this is something really and truly special. Yeah. So like from from your perspective, Zayden, like <clears throat> when did you first ever remember like wanting to write poetry? Like feeling like you wanted to do it yourself? You know, rather than like just watching your dad. Well, I first started writing poetry in like 2017 and I just saw the way that he acted on stage and performed on stage. Now he's wanted to be a part of it ever since. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so like, was it related to the performance or like just loving poetry itself, like reading it or writing it? Like what was the, what's your favourite aspect of poetry? Well, at the time, the only poetry that I was like exposed to was my dad's and I wanted to be a part of it and write it on the Saturday. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and how's how's it going now? Like since the BBC exposure and that, like you you guys haven't played live. Up. You mentioned it's going really good. I've getting massive following from it from people in school, and a lot of people have reached out to me on Instagram to say well done. It's going really well. Yeah, sweet. Um, I I want to ask you guys as well because you know, like in the London scene, a lot of people, you know, like they're almost like afraid to be referred to as poets, right, or identify as poets. They prefer to be called spoken word. Yeah, how do you guys feel about that label of like poet? I'm 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 old school. I'm a old school anime. Um, I will fly the flag and I'll say it loud and say it proud that I'm a poet. Spoken word is just a play on words of being um poet. And I think 
most people can't poetry back to the days of um William Shakespeare. So when people say well, I've got a poetry event, people just can imagine people stand there with a book. And I think that's the, the, the sort of um so the stigma that comes with poet um poetry. But it's come poetry's come a long way since. We've had so many great poets and um in the last 30, 40 years. You know, I mean, for people to still have that stereotype. But I wouldn't say I'm a spoken word artist. I'm I'll proudly say I'm a poet. You know what I mean? Hey yeah, I hope you're enjoying listening to this episode. This episode is sponsored by Roy Bloody UK. They're an independent publisher that publishes bloody beautiful poetry books. You get 10% off all books on their website, writebloodyuk.co.uk, with the code POETRY2IS. That's 10% off with the code POETRY2IS on the website, writebloodyuk.co.uk. Hope you enjoy it! And for you, Zayden, because in school you study poetry, but it must be a very different kind of poetry. How how do you uh, imagine that in your mind, the difference between what you read and what you see in the poetry scene? And how is that for your for your friends as well, when you say you're a poet? Um, they really enjoy the poetry I do as well. And if I'm not studying it in a class, it will not be that difficult for me because I'm used to writing it. Yeah, and I've seen and I've seen some of the live stuff you've done and some of the videos. You're a really passionate live performer, you know. I can see you doing a lot in the future. Do you, do you see your future in poetry? Like, how do you think of it in terms of your future? Yeah, I can just go as far as I want with it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, have you performed in school as well? Is that what you're saying? Um, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. We're still working. Not yet. <laughs> do the teachers know? Yeah, they they really enjoy it as well. Yeah, cool. So I think I think our audience would like to hear some of you guys' poetry now. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know how we want to do this. Like, do you want to do like one after another, or what? What do you guys want to do? Okay. Huh? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We can do um something. Do one then. Huh? No, you can do the bully one first. I was taunted by a bully which was something I didn't understand fully. First, I thought he was my friend. My pens and pencils, to him I lend. Suddenly he changed, started acting strange, calling me names. At dinner time, he shoved me out the line. During assembly, he always teased me. At nights I lost sleep, didn't eat. At times I weep, but I kept it discreet. I was afraid to tell my dad, in case he went mad. So I told my brother, hoping he'd tell my mother. As I hoped, so he did. My mum was angry, furious and livid. My mum ran the teacher, who did reassure her that all would be fine, there will be no more crossing the line, and soon after I regained my friend, what was broken we mend, time together we spend, to the end. Hmm. Nice one. Did this poem help you to to take ownership of, of a difficult situation, which is being bullied? Yeah, this was my first ever poem, and people really received a good message from it. So it turned out good in both ways. Yeah. Do you feel like you are actively making a change yeah, in your environment yeah. by speaking up about it? Yeah, I just hope people would listen to our poems and actually learn something from it. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I wanted to touch on, which is like a bigger question, which is about, you know, how, how far do you guys think poetry can affect like social change? Um, <clears throat> 
my my word my me personally um you know when it comes to um words i mean words are more powerful than the pen the sword the knife words are really powerful because for every crime that's committed someone has to pass the order down as in go and do this it begins with words every crime begins with words someone's gonna rob a bank they're gonna sit down and plan it and use their words to plan what they're gonna do so words are more powerful than um bombs guns knife so i think words are the 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 the, the, the that um vehicle that that um can use to to get people from one um extreme situation to another um words are very powerful and it's obviously used um there's a lot of music that does not get played in my house um because the words are just not i want my mother my 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 father None of my three boys, my wife to hear. Words are powerful. And um, two words, it can lead people on the right path and it can also take them on the wrong path. So words are really powerful. I, I think there's sky's the limit. Um, I don't I don't try to be begetted, but I've always said to everyone, my poetry is a new type of flow. My poetry is very entertaining because I'm talking about what's happening today in, in a fashion and in a style that resonates to both the younger um, generation and to the older generation at my poetry event each year last year I said about 500 people would have been um, the audience would have been 50% would have been under 21 years of age and then the rest would have been up to age 75 up to age 80 so we've got a very um, diverse audience in terms of age because people want to hear what's going to be said next yeah, so yeah, I mean, so I'm just thinking like yes, about yes, the. Yes. I'm just thinking about the difference between uh, awareness and creating actual change. So, for example, um, so you you wrote a poem and you you really um, spoke a lot about it um, about being bullied, and so people in your school, uh, the the teachers and that heard it. Did that make any change in the way the school perceived uh, harassment or, or that did they treat it more as an issue? Or did they just uh, say, wow, you're so brave and just drop the ball? <laughs> if that's very harsh, but... <laughs> um, are you asked basically, is it the case you're saying if like, there were there any changes from... Um, did any changes happen to the way um, the, the school dealt with bullies him? From Zayden writing a poem. The way they treat harassment in the school. Okay. Uh, it happened when, yeah. it happened when Zayden was age nine. So I think the teachers saw it as kids being kids, but they did speak to the young person involved and say, if he doesn't like this, he doesn't like it. But I think they were more from the point of view, they were only nine and boys were boys and it was just messing about. But it only can be messing about. It takes two to mess about. So if you're messing about and I'm not up for it and I'm not into that, then, you know what I mean, it's a bit one-sided to say kids will be kids. Mm. Yeah, but I think... And what do you think, Zayden? What's your experience about how people treat you differently from... from uh, speaking up well like the poem i just did was based on a true story so i feel like when people got to listen to it <clears throat> i feel like when people got to listen to it, it just 
it gave it gave me the respect. <clears throat> it gave me the respect I deserve in school. And it, it it it's a poem that's like for all time as well, right? It's for up, it's for everyone. It's for every school. It's not just you know for like uh, Zayden's particular school at, at yeah. that particular age. It's it's a so it's a powerful poem about bullying in general, right? About that experience. Yeah, yeah. The way like the way I deliver it in the poem, I feel like a lot of people can relate to it. Definitely. Um. Yeah. Cool. So, can we hear one of uh, one of yours then, Mayers? Um. I'm gonna do one. Um, this one's called Still I Rise. So this one's called Still I Rise. Um, I've been spat at, been trampled on, been treated less than a human. Still I rise. I've been sidestepped, been given the eyes, subject to countless unpleasant surprise. Still I rise. I've been framed, been blamed, been called name, told upon a shame. Still I rise. I've been used, been abused, have been refused, told upon confused. Still I rise. I've been chased been called a waste, till I want a taste and I'm out of place, still I rise, I've been pushed, been shoved, been starved of loved, been kicked, been licked, been whipped, I've been tricked, still I rise, I've been locked up, been locked out, found it guilty without a doubt, still I rise, I've been angry, been mad, been sorrowful, been sad, been woeful, accused of being ungrateful, still I rise, I've been overworked, underpaid, I've been a helper and a maid, still I rise, I've been the best of the best, the worst of the worst, I've been a stalwart amongst men, been blessed with a curse. Still, I rise. I rise. I rise. It's mm. wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Do people in the audience usually repeat the "Still I Rise"? Yes, it is. It's my anthem. It's my um. That's the flagship one. Um, I can't go anywhere, especially in the Midlands area, without performing that. Sometimes I gotta do two, do it two or three, sometimes four times, and the audience. Some of the people know it word for word because I've got an album out, and the album is called Still I Rise. So, um, yes, uh, the album is called Still I Rise. So a lot of people, um, it, it was, I sold a few copies over, over probably over 200 copies within Nottingham. So it was, it, you know, I mean, decent enough. Um, people record themselves listening to it, put it on Snapchat. So, um, Still I Rise is everyone's favorite. Not my personal favorite, but it's everyone else's favorite. <laughs> is your album online, or is it just physical copies? The album, yeah, uh, it's not online. It's um, it's in the CD form still. Um, so yeah, it is. Um, at the end of this, um, you guys drop me an address, and I can post you a couple cop post post your few. I'll sign, I'll sign it, and send it. Just drop me an address, and I'll sign it, send it down, and you guys can have your own personal copy of it. If any of our, our listeners want to get a copy, where can they get a copy? Um, they just um, message me. Mayor Lindsay, Instagram, Mayor Lindsay, Facebook, Mayor Lindsay, TikTok, Mayor Lindsay, YouTube. Just reach out to Mayor Lindsay. And if you, any other Mayor Lindsay pops up, just put in Mayor Lindsay Poetry and that will bring you directly to myself. Mm. And uh, have either of you wanted to publish like a collection, like a book or, yeah, or something yeah. like that? Um, yes, I've got a, I've got a book ready to go out, um, in, in, in hardback form. Um, it's just more, it's more along the line of finding the right publishing house to do the work for me. Um, so yes, I've got the materials ready, everything ready. 
and just you know what I mean it just needs proofreading and uh, the right publishing hours. So yeah, I'm I've got my materials ready. Um, it's not about money; it's more of a legacy. To you know what I mean, leave a mark. So it's not about to make money. As I say, I'm I do my I'm a carer. I do counseling, psychotherapy with children in care. So I've got my nine to five job, which comes first, the poetry comes second. Um, but um, yeah, so I've got work to publish. Yeah, well, I'm sure with all the, these interviews, the publishing house will pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully someone um, hopefully someone picks up on it and um, you know, it makes me make me a good deal. Yeah, what about you, Zayden? Do you would you like to write poetry, or are you happy with uh, performing at the moment? Um, can you say that again, please? <clears throat> yeah, would you like to publish some poems, or are you happy with performing it? Um, it's a bit both sided, but I'm performing at the moment, and um, we have some things in the works as we speak. Yeah, yeah, I think with Zayden, it's um, getting in that figure of sorry. I think with Zayden, it's getting that um, because it got published. If you're gonna publish a book, you need at least I think say 60 70 poems, you know. What I mean, so I think with Zayden, it's building the catalog, you know. What I mean, but I don't, um, I see probably got. Um, it got a few. Sorry, let me slow that. Plug the charger in. Yeah. So we've got then got a few. Myself, I've got countless, um, countless poems. Um, so um, I think it's more building Zen's catalog to get him to that number where he can present. Yeah. So how many Zayden? How many like uh, good poems would you say you've got at the moment in your catalog? Right. 25 30 yeah yeah just like 25 to 30 quite a few you you cool you're probably in that zone where it's like you know growing up from like you know growing up from like 13 to 15 16 17 mm. is like you're probably going to change like the way you write poetry over that period a lot right like you're probably going to get like uh, change your mind about some of the poems you wrote previously yeah i like to entertain the crowd so I'm just going to write about like politics and what's going on in today's society. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Zayden, that so that poem you performed earlier is called "Bully," right? Yes. Uh, what's um? Uh, also, could you perform for us one that I really like? It's called "Wounded." Oh, um, should I perform it now then? Yeah, you know it off the top of your head. I'm going to get it. I'm going to load it up. Yeah, sweet. From boys to men, from the womb to the tomb. So many lives got snuffed out, crushed out, gone too soon. We leave the innocents to die, brag about dead bodies left behind with no reasons why we make mothers cry. How many more tears from the eyes? Got killed, but still a teen. Didn't get to know what life really means. Wasn't given the chance to fulfill his dream. Not all is as it seems. Cloak and dagger, smoke screens. I'd rather be buried in my grave than live a life. Where money I crave, illicit things I trade, or to vanity I become a slave. Why must you misbehave? Got attacked by vultures, didn't stand the chance. What's wrong with our culture? Black youths dying by the seconds, by the hour. We cry, black lives matter. How, when we are our own worst attackers, march with banners and put a fist, demanding equality, screaming justice. Damage is done, and we did it. We blame the government and cursed the system, blame the fascist and blame racism. Just stop for a second and look deep within. 
I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Now, not today, not tomorrow, not another hour. From boys to men, from the womb to the tomb. So many lives got taken, gone too soon. We were given the knife to take a life, the gun to shoot our brother down. Got miseducated and slowly being eradicated. We are indeed sitting ducks and jail-baited from the womb to the tomb. Rest in peace, gone too soon. Did, when did you write that poem? Incredible. Say that again. Yeah. When did you write that poem? Like late 2021, I wrote it. In the meantime, Zayden, I was wondering then, because you're, you're doing your GCSE this year, um, would you like to study further poetry? Or would you like to study something else? Or um, After I finish my TCSEs, I'm going to study games technology. Nice. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And since I'm going to be going to a new college, this will allow me to um, extend my poetry to new people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, kind of do like your dad, like have a have a day job and then do poetry. Uh, it is, it as is like, in yeah, practice. You I know? think that's the, the best way um, forward because sometimes the things that we reach for in life, we don't always get it. But at the same time, we've got to um, we've got to make sure we um, we're able to. Um, provide for family and I mean and look after ourselves so we I, I would love to be a poet full-time like someone like Benjamin Zephaniah I'd love to do that or a Carla I'd love to be a full-time poet but at the same time I'm a bit realistic in terms of the earnings of a poet um, in comparison to you know I mean I'm, I'm someone who has a, a, a degree in what I do so I think you know I mean I've got to make the best of that degree because I invested in myself getting that degree so the poetry will i think at, at the minutes um will always um um play second fiddle to the um my, my nine to five job i guess i'm a, I'm, I'm a son i'm a father i'm an uncle and at the end of each month the bill has to be paid so the, if, if something comes along um that um, presents itself where i can do poetry full-time I, I would love to do that i would love to, to convince zayden to do that and I mean, but until then, it's all about getting yourself that diploma, that degree, and then doing what you want to do as an hobby. And to be fair, um, doing poetry as a hobby is more fun because you're not under pressure to write. You write when you want to write. Yeah, we have a lot of poets saying that, and I agree with it. That it gives it, a lot of freedom not to think of it as like a money-making uh, scheme. Yeah. Or, you know, it, not like a scheme, but if you have the pressure of paying the bills from your writing. poetry. Right, writer's block. I've never had writer's block because I've never been, ever been under, under pressure to write. In Nottingham, Muslim audience, so traditional white, British, English. So whenever, we, whenever I perform, they, um, you know, they can identify. So we write poems not just for any one um, set of people. You know what I mean? So last year we had 500 people and 500 people in the audience and probably 210, 220 would have been my white British. You know what I mean? So we make sure we don't talk about anything uh, such as whatever poems we perform has nothing to do with swear words. We don't use swear words. Nothing to do with homophobic. Nothing to do with, you know what I mean? Hardcore racism. Um, if you watch my Nuts TV interview, Emma Caldwell from Smooth, um, Smooth Radio, she was asking me, um, why don't you um, go harder in terms of racism? And I'm saying it's a case of um, 
it's an evening where Nottingham itself celebrates poetry. It's not about locking the door and say, you've got to listen to what I've got to say. But the following year, you lose that sort of audience. You know what I mean? So it's all about making sure you entertain everyone. Hello, Lulu here. I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I have an exciting announcement to make before you can continue listening. Poetry to Your Ears is now sponsored by Benki Publishing. Benki Publishing is an indie micro-publisher that champions neurodiverse artists and writers from other marginalized groups. So you can get a 10% discount on all books with the code poetry to your ears 10 This code doesn't apply to zines, but it covers all books on their website, which is www.bentkeypublishing.co.uk. The code and the website link will be written in the episode description. We hope you find a poetry book you like and tell us on social media if you purchase one. Now, back to our conversation. Well, um, I, I, let me do another one. I've got one that I did from when I moved across from, and this I think is the first poem I wrote whilst I, when I moved across from the Jamaica, from Jamaica to, uh, to the UK. It's got I'm from a place. And it says, I'm from a place, because I was born and grown in Kingston, Jamaica. So um, it's, I was comparing to how um, Kingston, in comparison to Nottingham, how relaxed Nottingham was, how peaceful Nottingham was, how, how it was just totally different from living in Kingston. So um, my first poem it says, I'm from a place um, where it's common to be chased, where people do things in a haste and no time gets wasted, where no police is based or no human should be raised. I'm from the ghetto. I'm from a place where there's no law where everyone's fit to draw, where women are allowed and men are vulgar, a crime's committed every second, every minute, every hour, I'm from the ghetto. I'm from a place where everyone sees everything, but no one knows nothing, but willing to try anything, where informing is a sin and people are always gambling. I'm from the ghetto. I'm from a place where we live by codes and rules, where loyalty is a tool and you can't be a fool and a place to act cool. I'm from the ghetto. I'm from a place where we tell it as it is, and that's what you want to hear. A place of giving and a place to share. A place we call home 12 months of the year. Yes, I'm talking about the ghetto. So that was the first poem, like comparing. People used to say to me, compare Nottingham to Kingston, Jamaica. And I thought the best way for me to compare it is to put it in a poem. So you now I mean people have an, have an idea in comparison to what um, Kingston and um um, Nottingham's life, which is nothing at all in terms of, um, you know, I mean, the the economy, um, you know, crime, and it's, you know, living in the UK is, you know, I know everywhere has its crime, but in comparison to living in Kingston, Jamaica, it is a paradise, and, you know, I mean, and that's why I chose, to, after university, I decided I'm going to live here, contribute to the society, I didn't want my boys growing up in Kingston, because you know, I mean, I've, I've, I've been there doing that and it weren't the best of experience, but it shaped me, it moved me and it makes me what I am today. Mm. Do you still have contact with people in Jamaica? So, what was that? Do you still have contact with people in Jamaica? Yes, I've, my mum's my, my got, um, I'm the, my mum has six children, my mum and dad, six of us, and four of us live in the U, in England, um, and my other two sisters, they the oldest two, they still live in the family house in Kingston, Jamaica. 
So I've got niece, nephews, and uh, my two sisters out there, and plenty of friends um, still um, lives out there. And we do go back from time to time as well. It's more powerful to put those sentiments and those feelings in a poem than it is to just flat out tell people, you know, because it's almost yes. like they, they, they won't listen, um, right? Yeah. That was the idea of um, talking to people through my poetry. That's how I've always been. And I said to everyone, you know, I mean, my, my slogan, my little catchphrase is, I've always said, Mayor Lindsay's like money. I've, yeah, I've always said that, you know, I, mean, I know and I'm confident in my, very confident in my writing. And I know for my style of flow, you know, I mean, people will always listen because it's been happening. And the more I perform and the more I get feedback, like what you just said, Tom, it makes me even more confident that um, I can actually address an audience of anyone. I'm talking about Kingston, Jamaica, and you're two British... Um, I'm English French, people. but that's all right. Forget <laughs> exactly what I mean. I'm Normal French, people, but that's all French. right. No. Eh? Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Okay, also, sorry about that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, at least it makes it better. You can actually understand what I'm saying through my poetry. Um, and it's a different audience from people within, people from Kingston, Jamaica. They love this poem. People from Jamaica love this poem because um, they can identify and they know exactly what I'm talking about. But when I can get to another, um, different races, different culture, and you can, res- can resonate and you can identify and you can comment in a positive light, it is um what makes me this confident when i'm writing yeah and i think it's important not just to kind of intellectually understand something you know that we can do through statistics and news articles but feel it as well you know feel some empathy feel some experience that you know you've personally been through in your life right and your background and where you're from Uh, yeah it, it is as i say um it is um um, I do my talk, as I said, I do my talking um, through my poetry. And um, when I grace, when I go on any stage and I um, say the first few words, um, whoever was talking, whoever was drinking, whoever was dancing, it goes quiet. I've done the O2 Arena. Um, if, you, if you look at my YouTube, my Facebook page, you'll see that I've done the O2 Arena, which was sold out. That was the main act. And that was, yesterday was the fifth, Fifth, May, May, fifth year, five years ago, we made it yesterday, and that was Bob Marley's birthday party, and um, I did the yeah, I did that up there, and it was so received, it was unbelievable. Um, normally, when as a poet, when I get a big audience like something like the O2, it's hard to get to them. But when I started performing, um, the place went quiet, and it went quiet soon, and and I mean even. Uh, I, did, I was meant to do a um, 30 minute set. I ended up doing almost an hour. Um, the promoter says, Can you go back on? And they worked out a fee. Um, and he said, he said um, The audience just wanted to hear more. So um, I'm quite confident in delivering. Um, I think Zayden delivers better than I do because um, <laughs> I think he actually does. <laughs> but um, but um, I'm quite confident overall. And I said, um, yeah, it is. As I as I asked earlier, there is no limit to where we can take this. I, I know that if put me and Zayden on any stage, even the toughest like someone like Britain Got Talent, I know that we can rock anyone to listen to us once they give us the first minute, give us thirty seconds, and and, and divide the t- attention for thirty seconds, and then we will get you with the words. And it's all positivity. We speak about negativity in a positive light. 
Do you do you prefer performing to an audience that is used to poetry, like poetry events and stuff, or do you prefer uh, to perform to kind of general audiences? Um, <laughs> um, the, my my biggest and the best place I performed was the O2, um, and that was a sort of roots reggae dancehall audience. Was there for Bob Molly's birthday party, birthday, and that was a roots reggae audience. And the way the audience tuned in, and I mean, I've never had that feeling. I've seen anything like that before or after. Um, a poetry audience, they will respect you. They will be quiet. They'll clap when you finish, and they know. I mean, I mean, what a poetry audience are they? Do they take it at the finger as well? So we know what poetry audience does. But when you get when you go out, you out, out of your not your comfort zone. But when you go and 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 I mean, see perform to some um a different set of um, demographics of people who mm, don't like poetry, Shakespeare, and I mean, and you get them, then you think, ah, job done. Yeah. some new followers yeah. <laughs> a lot of people are off the notion that poetry is a dying art form and it isn't it, poetry is actually on the rise mm. yeah that's it well you guys are proving that you know you guys are keeping it alive Zayden, yeah what about you Zayden uh, about that same question <clears throat> what did you say the same question um, you like to perform um, for poets or you like for people whose poetry are just the audience that don't know anything about poetry we, you there are prefer to perform to um, I like to perform to like an audience that's not familiar with poetry because it can like get them into poetry instead of performing it to people who are really interested in it. That's it. And mm. can I ask you guys? You mentioned music. Like, uh, what influences music on your poetry? You know, what I mean, like, what kind of stuff do you listen to? Um, it's trying to stay relevant. So, um, if you go on like my YouTube channel, my Facebook page. And even when I send you them my album, you'll realize that um, we got a bit of a beat, a bit of a track behind a lot of what I do. It's just, yeah, it's just to stay relevant. Um, you're driving home, you know, just, you know, I'm driving home, you, you've got something to nod to as opposed to just, just my words, you know what I mean, um, coming through you in the speaker. So when you got a bit of a track, and it blends in with the voice. You know what I mean, I did one call um, from prisoner to a president, and I did I used the soundtrack to it, and the soundtrack was what sold it, and um, it, it really went well. But also, if you go on my YouTube page, I, I, I've got um, I've got a literally gospel reggae, uh, where I was doing the reggae side of the, 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 the this gospel reggae, and that went that got viewed a lot. So I do. I, I also do music, straight out music, but I don't dabble too much into that. And I mean, I try to stick to poetry. But my poems with a bit bit of a soundtrack behind it, it, it's it's made a lot of difference to people who just think poetry is talking. Yeah, and I want to pick you up on that because in the again in the BBC interview, you said that uh, you felt like poetry was the greatest art form. You still I agree? Think it is. Yeah. I think I genuinely think it is. I says that to everyone before. I says to my wife, um, we've been together twenty seven years. I says to her before I could approach you, 
I had to get my words right. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a form of, so before I could approach her, I, could, I had to get my words right. So I, I spoke to her and, you know what I mean? I've always been that guy, even though I lived in Jamaica, my English has always been above average. So I had to get my words right before I approached her. And that, that within its form, within itself is a form of poetry. So if you want to sit down and have a one-to-one talk with my son, you know what I mean? Um, you've got to um, talk and relate in a sense where you, you can understand what you're trying to say or what you're saying. So I think most things within, and I'm in music, before they, when anyone writes any music, the words are on the paper first before they get the music behind it. So every, most things is um, starts out in a poetical form. You know what I mean? Starts out in a poetic, in a poetical form, and I think it's the greatest form of expression. I, I honestly do think that, not because I'm a poet, but I do music as well, and I can tell when. Um, you know I mean, I've been places where you know I mean, where people um, esteem guesses, and I've toured the island of Jamaica, and I mean, I've met people in high places, and um, you know I mean, they just wanted me to perform poetry you know and i mean and the, the place was quiet when um and i just when is your next uh performance do you have anything scheduled then um april the 20 i think april the 24th i got a text yesterday inviting me and zayden to perform for nottingham shire police um because they always reach out to us this would be the Forty year running from Nottinghamshire Police because they know a lot of our um, poems um, are about knife and guns. They've requested that I do one called Crimes. So they've say, can I do Crimes for us when they come? It's similar to like, it, like just one of them are right because of knife crimes, like gunshot, gunspot, what a drop, got shot by the Glock, mother's bawling, ambulance calling, teardrops falling, no motive, no cause. Another life lost, no cure, no fear, another life disappear. In need, in wants, don't stand a chance, waiting, anticipating, jail baiting, drug dealing, money stealing, life without a meaning, get rich, die young, that's all they believe in. Turf war, gone too far, left behind, cut bruise and scars, knife crime, knife time, another dead body behind. No, you know what I mean? It's something similar like that. So it goes on and it goes, it's a very long poem. It's got real rhythm it to it. Yeah. It's got musical quality. Say, <laughs> it's all about the, the, um, in being, um, contemporary, um, being relevant, um, put the word flow, um, you know what I mean? Zayden has poems about, he writes about street slangs, you know what I mean? Well, they, these kids talking street slangs today, a lot of them copy the Jamaican, um, um, lingo, you know what I mean, saying wagwan and things like that. Some of them don't even understand what it means. So, Zayden Wright has put in the book Street Slang, it's got a poem called Bad and Bougie, which is relevant in today's society. So, as I say, as long as we keep it modern and identify what's happening, people are always going to tune in, people are always going to want to hear um, what we have to say. And that's the, I think that's been the route to our success so far, keeping it modern, keeping it fresh talking about what's happening now you mentioned before you in jamaica you wrote love poems do you still share love poetry or do you focus more on political subjects uh, hello. Can, you see? Can you repeat that please 
Yeah. You said before in Jamaica that you wrote uh, love poems. Yes. Oh, yes. I still write. Oh, yes. I've got plenty of love poems. <laughs> I've got plenty. <laughs> do you, do you I, share them or do you Instagram, keep them? I'm on Facebook page. Scroll, go through them and there's so much poem because I call my wife on stage and I um, recite poem for her. And I mean, I call my mom on stage and I recite poem for her. And same thing with my dad. Um, I try not to so much my mom and dad because I always end up breaking down in tears on stage and then the audience starts crying as well and then everyone's crying and then... It's yeah. too much. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, but I, I do write... Um, a lot of love poems for my wife. Um, she's we've been together since uh, high school, 27, 28 years now. Um, so she knows the journey. She's been there from day one. So you know, I mean, I don't think it's fair to recognize her. Um, that this is Mistress Mia Lindsay. So we we do recognize her from time. Zayden um wrote um a few years ago. Zayden wrote a poem for her, and he wrote one for me. He called us on stage. And they performed it, and then I should be performing after Zayden. Well, Zayden had already captivated and stole the audience. So when I went on, I was just trying in vain to <laughs> win the audience back, but they they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys performed together as well, then? Yes, we we side by side. Yes, we do. Oh wow! So how how does that work? Are you just like you doing like a duet on stage at the same um, time? No, we I do. I will do. So I do one poem from about my mother, then Zedo will do one about his mom, and then I'll do a poem about my father, and then Zedo will do one. I'll do my knife crime, and then Zedo will do his knife crime, and then I'll talk about single parenting and gun crime, and then he'll do his similar. So, you know what I mean? People feed off that, and um, we try not to do it too often because we don't want to get it all played too quick. <laughs> so we sort of tease the audience probably once per year, and that's it. We're not, we're not, I mean, we don't want to let them get too used to it because um, we, need, we need to... You're a real uh, rock star. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but it is... Uh, one again, please. Did you ever want to try branching out into London, um, you know, doing performances? Um, I know I you did the O2. So often, so often. I said, if I think if we lived in London, our fan base, I know my fan base in Nottingham is massive. I know, but we, we've been to, once there was an event in, in I put an event on in Signum, um, sort of, sort of, um, and that was, we had over 300 people turn on, that was good. We've not been back since, that was, it have been 2015, so we've not been back to London since, but um, we do want to do some things in London. A few people's reached out and says, let's get something done in London. I says, arrange it and um we'll come down from the day before and um spend the night and i mean as a family and get it done mainly most in a weekend so yeah it, we want to do more things in london i want to branch away from the midlands because um i've already i'm already established as a poet down here so london would be an ideal place uh, let us know so that we can come and see you guys live. You know, we... Yeah, we've got each other's details. We've got each, each other's details. So um, I will stay in touch. If ever in the future, if, um, you know what I mean, if someone ever let you down for an interview, a short notice, and you want to ask me, say, Mayor, so I should have interviewed someone and they just let me down on a Friday. You can ask me if I'm available. I say yes. Me. <laughs> oh, sweet, thank you. Yeah, so, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> we're, funny enough, we're going to um, Birmingham 
on the 17th and to the 19th for you know there's february of february there's like a verve festival there um zayden do you have any social media on which you share poetry on instagram you can find me at zayden lyrical genius in all lowercase letters oh good nice we'll share that (laughs) sweet okay um well i think uh we said it all today guys um so thanks for joining us today guys really appreciate talking to you it's been really enlightening it's been really good to hear your process and um hear some of your poetry and that and hopefully uh you know the audience really jives with what you're doing and you know we we love what you're doing and keep doing it thank you so much thank you very much tom thank you very much lulu it's been fun and i really enjoyed it and um as i say we can um, stay in touch and, um, I mean, get, um, whenever I'm coming to London, we can always um, touch base and let you guys know. And you can come out, we can meet in person as well. And, um, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Pretty, uh, yeah, we love and we hope yeah. your fan base will enjoy listening yeah. to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Poetry to Your Ears. This podcast is published as a newsletter on Substack. All of our content is published for free, but if you would like to support our work, you can become a paid subscriber. This will help us support transcripts for the deaf and hard of hearing community and anyone who would benefit from reading the podcast alongside hearing it. You can also support us for free by rating the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or writing a review on Apple Podcasts. Share the show with your friends, fellow poets and poetry lovers. If you want to interact with us, you can follow us on at poetry to your ears on Instagram and at poetry to number two your ears on Twitter. Or you can also write a comment on Substack. If you're American and you're listening to us, send us a message. Half of our listeners are American. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.